And welcome to Solo Zero Tour. This is Lou Perez, and we are excited to be with you today. And we're going to be talking about uh, this idea today. Are you thriving or just surviving? And this is important, especially with the past two years we, we have endured as, as a planet and as people, uh, as individuals. Um, how many people really struggled this, this past year, these past two years, really, with not only the the pandemic, but the politics of the pandemic, the fallout of the pandemic, who, you know, disagree with family or friends or whatever, and, you know, and all these things. But also on top of that, you have your personal life, you have your goals and your struggles that you want to get done. And for many of us, those things kind of stopped. They just kind of froze in place. And I want to encourage you today that there's a great scripture I want to, I want to bring to bear uh, today. And as we read the scripture, I want you to bear this in mind that there's always hope out of, out of this survival thing, because it's one thing to survive when you're going through a season and struggling and you say, look, this is out of my power. I've tried everything I can do and I just can't make it. I'm barely surviving. And that's understandable, right? But when we choose a strategy of survival over thriving, that's a problem. And in the scriptures, there's this beautiful scripture that is is spoken of, of what happened to Joseph after he endured years and years of survival. And he was falsely accused of rape. He was thrown in prison for many years. He was sold to, into slavery by his brothers. So imagine the vitriol and the anger and the bitterness he, he could have had at that time. And maybe he did, we don't know. But whatever he had, he worked through it because, because of this scripture here. It says, and God, uh, rather, it, it, said, it talks about the idea that, that uh, he named his, his situation, his pain, a- after these, right? So, so it says, Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. And the second he named Ephraim, meaning two boys, for God has made me fruitful in the land. Now, I want you to think about this for, for, for a second as we, as we look at this, that God has an incredible way of, of working through our issues to the point where, where we can not only survive you know, a, a dilemma or, or a crisis, but actually thrive through that crisis. And, and this is proof right here that, that it can be done. And we find that when you look at the names of Manasseh and, and Ephraim, Manasseh means, and this is according to, to a, a theologian, I can't remember his name, but I'll, it'll be on the slide there. Um, it, it means he who makes someone forget. So this is not amnesia as much as it's releasing the past. It's a big difference. It's not like he got knocked on the head and just forgot all about he went through. He knew what he went through, but he, he worked through it and he released it by the grace of God. And so it means to forget. And Joseph ex- explains the name as almost as a pun commenting on his own experience that God has made me forget that last season. And maybe you're watching this today and, and you say, man, I need to forget the last season because it was so difficult for me. And then there's the beautiful name Ephraim. And it's another pun. And it means to bear fruit. 
And God, Elohim, has made me fruitful. And the way I look at it is this way. It's to bear fruit, especially in that hard place, in that impossible and difficult place. So we had these two beautiful meanings. And they, these names were the children that he bore with the woman he married in Egypt. She was Egyptian, the daughter of Potiphar. Or, I'm sorry, the, the, the daughter of some, some uh, famous um, man there. But, and after all of this pain and, and anguish, this is what he produced. He produced a spirit of forgetfulness and a spirit of prosperity and fruitfulness in a hard place. And so, what's, what's the point I'm trying to make today? The point I'm trying to make is simply that as we, as we look at these names, right? And let me just show them to you again, okay? You have Manasseh and you have Ephraim, right? And, and these are, the, are what they mean, right? But here's, here's what I'm getting at here. God doesn't just want us to weather life, but he wants us to have purpose. And that is so important to understand and to, to receive into our lives that it's not good enough that I am surviving. I must also thrive. Why? Because survival means this. Survival is the continuation of, of a life of existence. So the key word there is existence. But then thrive means to progress towards or or realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. What a difference between thrive and just survive. And again, I, I want to keep keep qualifying this and, and, and helping you to understand what I mean here, that we all go through seasons where we only can survive because it's out of our power. We can't help it. When sickness hits you, when, when something tragic hits the family. That is out of your control. You have to survive for that season. But I'm talking about maybe some of us who might have gotten into a rut in that season where we got comfortable with only surviving and God has given us ways out to succeed, but maybe we haven't taken them because we got afraid, we got comfortable, we got lazy, or whatever reason you can imagine. But how do you know if you've adopted a, a survival mentality in your life? And here's how you know. And I'll give, give them to you all in one shot. You've stopped living. I mean, that's a big one. Maybe years ago you were really excited about life, but all of a sudden you just stopped living. And Or how about this one? You have a bunker mentality. When I say bunker mentality, I mean your main strategy is escape. And, and uh, or uh, I'm sorry, um, your main strategy is to hide. I just want to, you know, hide at home and kind of, you know, binge watch and do all these exciting things. Then the, the third one, your main strategy is escape. And escape meaning that you'll do anything to run away from that awful feeling of I'm stuck. And I don't, you know, I don't have the gumption, the energy to move on. Number four, you prefer to comfort and ease to risk. You are, and, and number five, you are driven by the past instead of the future. And I, I shared that because of the simple fact that, that we all have struggled with this. I believe we all have. I know I have. And maybe you, you haven't yet, but you probably will at some point where, where you, you get so stuck in a, in, a, in a place where you don't know how to get out of it. 
And at our church, we, we, we've been praying about the idea of people that have kind of gotten comfortable living in a grave, in a spiritual grave, where they just, they're like dead. They're not doing anything with their life. Their season is killing them, and they're letting it. And and God never meant us to live that way. We, we know that. So, so here's the magical question here. What's wrong with just surviving? What's the big deal? Why should I, why should I, uh, you know, why, why, sh- why should I make a stink over just surviving? I'm, I'm just surviving. Again, I want to distinguish that, that. It's not for those who are surviving because they have no choice and, and, and they can't control their, control their circumstances. It's, it's those who have chosen to remain stuck in a rut even when God gave them the way out. right? The word is specific when it says that God gives us exits when we're, when we're tempted, when we're tested. He gives us exits to, to find a way out. But what's wrong with surviving? Well, first, this, that survival it is, as a strategy, prevents personal breakthrough and growth. And we find that, think, think about it in your own life. When you've been stuck, when you're stuck, everything stops. You're not growing mentally, spiritually. You're not, you might be growing physically because maybe you're overeating, but emotionally you're, you're stunted. Uh, you you just want to kind of hide or, or or escape into something you know you know a hobby or something or whatever you do to escape and there are those who have adopted and grown comfortable with survival this is the one the ones i want to encourage today because i think we've all been through this at some point where we kind of get scared after after the the season you know we we're traumatized and and that's that's okay but the let's get by mindset as a permanent strategy is not good because it'll keep you from breaking through in your life, from breaking through into what God wants to do for your life. But also, let, let me say this today, that that you can't just live for survival because of this. We can become stuck in the past and miss our future. And when you think about that, the minute you get stuck, you stop moving, which means you're not growing personally, you're not growing spiritually, you're not growing mentally, you're not doing whatever you, it is you do to move forward in your life because you're stuck. And again, I'm, I'm saying stuck because of choice at this point, not because of it's out of your control. And maybe some of us have been there, maybe most of us have been there, I don't know. But here's the point. We don't want to be stuck in the past. And, and just dream about how life was and how good it was then, you know, years ago or whatever, because that keeps you from going forward and, and, and walking out the plan that God has for you, because God always has a plan, no matter how old you are. I mean, Moses was 80 when God called him. Think about that. And uh, so you're never too old for a purpose in your life. God has a purpose for everyone who follows him. And, and I'm talking to the believers today, those who follow Jesus, that he has a purpose for you in this world and the purpose is not just to survive. It's more than survival. But here's another reason why, why survival isn't good enough. Because we were created to flourish, not just exist. And there's a great book written by Andy Crouch called Culture Making. And I read it when I was in grad school. It was a wonderful book. And it's about the idea that when, when God called Adam and Eve and said, take care of the garden, that he was really calling humanity to create culture in the world. In other words, those who are who are in his image to create culture and to create 
his reality that he wants for his purpose. And what happens when you're stuck? When you're stuck, you're not creating culture. You're not you're not flourishing because you're not tending what God put in your hands. And in other words, and I'm paraphrasing what what Andy Crouch said, but just just the way God got his hands dirty in creating us, God wanted his first creation, which is humankind, us, to imitate him as creators intending and caring for the garden. And the garden was a, a small microcosm of the rest of the world. And that's why we are, we're all called as believers to be the stewards of the world, because that's how it's going to be in the new heavens and the new earth. So, so we were created to flourish and to tend and, and to bring God's royal, royal priesthood into the world. That, that's our calling. But when you're stuck in a funk in your brain, in your heart, that ceases, that becomes cut off. So how do you how do you deal with that? How do you how do you get to the point where where you break the survival rut? How do we break the survival rut? Well, we kind of read it earlier. Moving we have to move towards Manasseh and Ephraim. In other words, that in our season, no matter how hard it is, we want to get to the point where we produce a Manasseh where we release the past and say, Lord, whatever happened, happened. And yes, I remember it with my brain, but I'm releasing it with my heart, and I'm going to move forward because you have great things for my life. And then fruitfulness, fruitfulness in that heart place, that's that's the challenging part, isn't it? To be fruitful in the heart place. And God has called us, He has called us to be fruitful in the heart place. And when, when we are fruitful in the heart place, he is he is bringing us to the point where 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 we're breaking through the limitation of ourselves and of our pain and struggle it's never easy even when you follow Christ in fact it's going to be harder when you follow Christ because you're doing it by his rules and when his rules happen i can't just i can't just fix stuff in my own power i have to let god do it and but if i'm willing to release what was and put it in god's hands and if i'm willing to be fruitful in that hard place so that God produces an Ephraim, right? Then it's a breakthrough in my life. So I want to encourage you today that that God has a plan for you, and uh, I'm only doing one of these for for August because I'm gearing up for September and you know, taking a little break. But I just wanted to throw this out there to you. Remember to check out our website. Uh, our website is soul02.com, and there you'll find articles and videos and and audios of of all of these. Uh, talks that we have together. And we have a YouTube channel also, Soul02. And uh, it'd be great to hear from you. Give us a like, connect with us in some way. And I, I love all the comments we get. Sometimes we get like really strange comments. Sometimes we get mean comments, but that's okay. You know, I, I don't worry about that because this is, I do this for God, not not for anybody else. I do it for God and hopefully it'll help people. And and I, I, I just pray that if you leave a comment that you be decent about it and, you know, be intelligent about it and and so forth and so on. So until next time, uh, great being with you. God bless.